But, uh, Chase, you said you were watching all the games, like, summer gameplay. Yeah, I, I watched what is called. I forgot. Summer Games Fest, I believe is what it is called. I believe that's what it's called, yeah. Mm. Gotcha. Um, and it was, it was, I think, there are a lot of games coming out that are just whatever. Um, that have already been announced and it looks fine, but, like, things I'm never going to care about. Are still talking about Cluster Protocol, so it looks sick. Modern Warfare 2 is whatever. Um, then there's like games that I'm like, I would like to see more gameplay of and less like cinematic trailers, um, which is how I feel about all the kind of big tent poles they were talking about. It's the thing that's like bleh, pissing me off every day I get back here. I just, just trust us to make our own decisions about video games. Just show the game off a little bit. But if they do they... that, you might not buy it. That's true. It's very true. That's true. <laughs> it's Nightingale. Nightingale is the game that I think looks kind of cool. It's like a, it's a very survival crafting game. So if you don't want that, get the fuck out of there. But I think it looks cool. Like, has way more creatures roaming around that are like interesting to look at for me. That's why I'm like a, a big proponent of it. Um, and they <laughs> keep showing off. They showed off Gotham Knights again, but I I keep going. What the fuck is this game? And no answer has been what shown is this, to me. What's yet. that game? I actually I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. It's like a, it looks like a co-op Batman Arkham Knight game. Like, hmm. that is the conceit of it. Batman is dead. You play as the Robins. Interesting. Um, but, like, and I know it's co-op, I know but they don't show what the game is. No one know, I don't know what the fuck this game is. Um, does it have a release date yet? Interesting. No. Hmm. Well, okay. It's not then. even rated yet. Oh, sorry. It's, I think it's October, actually. I think, I think the release date got announced. It's October. I, still, I don't even know what the fucking game is. Jeez. Is that one, because I feel like I heard some weirdness where, like, that one is not canonically in the Arkham game universe. No, I don't think it is. Kill the Justice League is? Yes, what? I think that is. Really? Yeah, that's the weirdest thing to me, because it's like, Arkham Knights makes the most sense if you're going to try to do a sequel after Arkham Knight, because, like, that was the canonical ending of Arkham Knight, was Batman either dying or very, like, much faking his Retires. death. Yeah. So, I don't know, it makes, like, no sense to me. that And, like, Kill the Justice League makes less sense because there's never been any indication in the Arkham games that the rest of the Justice League exists. Yeah, they do not talk about that. No. Uh, the Kill the Justice League game, the Suicide Squad game, right? The Justice Kill the Justice mm -hmm. League? Is that the Suicide yeah. Squad game? That looks pretty good. Every time they show that off, I'm like, I kind of get what that game's going to be, and I'm like, I like co-op shoot shooter action game things. That looks fun. Well, yeah. That one's more just kind of a... It's not like an open world or anything like that. I'm assuming it's just. I kind think of it a looks. It looks open. Affair. It looks open world every time they show it. Interesting, off. but maybe I. I haven't actually wrong. watched any of the gameplay. I didn't know if I'd be that interested in it or not. It looks like if everything comes together, like it, every character plays and they all move around real fast. I think that could be really fun. And if the actual hmm. the actual bosses and stuff had to be interesting, it all just comes together as like, is the game actually interesting to play? And that's where I think most mm -hmm. of these co op games fail at at the end of the day from AAA developers. <laughs> they just make the co op way too easy or way bad. Yeah, and I can get it. Like on a developer side, it can be hard to balance it. But if you're building a game around co op, balance it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's half the job. Like, and I get it. It's hard, but also it's what you set out to do. 
Yeah, or or just lean into the unbalanced nature of it and make everything chaotic and crazy. I, I don't know. Do something that makes it different. Yeah. Just like make it fun. This person's the mage. <laughs> this person's the fighter. Like do something with that. Mm. Um, I it already have Vermintide two for the last ten years. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. It's the only game that exists. Exactly, and I think the Saints Row stuff looks cool. I think all the. All the character customization and stuff is going to be cool. I'm excited for a new I Saints Row game. I getting that they're making a new Saints Row game. I do too, and they're even looking. I'm like, this is pretty good. It's like a soft reboot, or a hard Soft reboot. reboot. They're it? like, we're moving back to like Saints Row 3, Saints Row 2 design of like, I'm not really sure how you can advance on 4. Yeah, I don't think they yeah. want to. I think everyone was kind of like, 4 is cool, but we're done. Yeah, and like four is a fun time, but it is hard to escalate from that if then, that's the goal. Which and there was four was very much the only. Yeah, oh, I forgot that that, that existed. no one played that game. <laughs> I think fucking bombed harder than anything I've seen in a while. Of like, Saints Row, that's a very big project. We all love this. So their next game, no one fucking touching it. <laughs> well, admittedly, they didn't even put saints row like they didn't call it saints row agents of mayhem they just called it agents of mayhem i think a lot of people didn't realize it was a saints row game i didn't until this moment that seems like a marketing misstep i remembered it when chase said it but i forgot it up to that point (laughs) my knowledge of video game stuff gets longer and more in depth (laughs) and my knowledge of everything else gets smaller and worse as time goes on i think they did that just because it plays like Agents of Mayhem was aimed to play differently than like yeah, a Saints I, I Row think game, they so they're like worried that if you put series off Saints or Row. new IP, they were like, we don't want to be like Saints yeah. Row anymore, and then that failed. So like, we're like the Saints Row people again, <laughs> which rough, yeah. but I get it. I don't know. I'm like, if you're gonna do a spinoff like that and still tie it to like your big IP, and you want to bring that crowd in, call it like Saints Row Presents or something. Like I don't know, like fucking Fast and Furious did with Hobbs and Shaw, like. That's where, yeah, I would do something like that, Saints Row Team or something. But I, I think that game was destined to fail the moment it was announced, so that's where I'm at. But they announced Agents Guile for Mayhem. Street Fighter Six, and they said America's Hero is back, so that was pretty good. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that's like and, the, oh, God, I think I shared it with y'all, that meme that's like, be the American the Japanese think you are, and it's like <laughs> Guile, Bandit Keith, Maximilian Pegasus, and like, I can't remember who the fourth one was. But, like, I was like, yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> um, But, yeah, that's not what we're here to talk about today, right, Zach? You're right. We're here to talk about episode three of World's Strongest Podcast, Kai, with your host, Zach, Chase, and Thomas. That's me. Oh, I, was, I, was I am in there. I am Thomas. We, we missed time. Uh, no, God. I nailed it. We got to get the, <laughs> I've we gotta fucked get, you all. <laughs> we got to get these intros down before we get to the Guineas, I'm folks. Chase. Like, <laughs> Which honestly, at this pace, that's I'm like, Thomas. Yeah, we might. Sorry. Actually, no, I don't think we're gonna get to the good news before we finish the first season of the Blu-ray. I think the Blu-ray ends with Dodoria's death. Pour one Which, out for Dodoria. Yeah, still <laughs> everyone. Monument of pacing over DBZ that we're getting to Dodoria by episode twenty-six. I'm just really happy we finished our first disc off. You know, our what? We finished the first disc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just today we're covering episodes seven, eight, and nine, which are the first disc of the Blu-ray season one, which is like damn the pacing. The Saiyans are here, <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, but for now, just the quick summary two, of the events. Saiyans appear. Please understand. Yeah. 
Uh, quick summary of events, DBZ Kai episode 7, the battle with 10 times gravity, Goku's race against the clock. I will always say these dramatically, even if I don't start that way. <laughs> Which, episode 7, essentially, Goku catches Bubbles the monkey, then he has to catch Gregory the grasshopper, and then King Kai agrees to train him. Uh, he pulls both of these off, but they take like five weeks collectively. Uh, meanwhile, Gohan and Piccolo up their training intensity, and the Dragon Ball gang, Yamcha and all them, uh, complete their training with Popo and Kami, feeling damn near unstoppable. Uh, episode 8, Shenron appears. The Saiyans arrive sooner than expected. Uh, exactly that happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Saiyans end up getting there earlier than a year, about a month earlier, I yeah. think. One month earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just as Goku is finishing up his training with King Kai, so Goku just real quick gets the message back. They revive him, and Goku has to run the entire way back across Snake Way to get back to help him out. Back on Earth, the Saiyans arrive. Episode 9, which is called Yamcha's Struggle, the Terrible Cybermen, which is now the Dragon Ball, like the Z Fighters have to deal with Nappa and Vegeta, or more accurately, with their Cybermen, <laughs> as they wait for Goku, who does not get there by the end of this episode. No! Yeah, no, of course. I mean, waiting for Goku will kind of become a bit of a thing for this series. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z staple. Yeah, it's this staple is what One Punch Man was made to make fun of. <laughs> <laughs> or at least one of several elements that One Punch Man was made to make fun of. But jumping back to episode 7, where we open with Goku eating food, because this bit is never going to go anywhere, of him just eating a comical amount of food mm -hmm. really fast, and everyone being like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? Uh... Also, King Kai, Goku's like, hey, King Kai, what the fuck do you do for fun around here? And King Kai was like, oh, I look at grass. Pissing. I go yeah, I pissing piss. a lot. <laughs> he pisses really hard. <laughs> like, really hard. Yo, how far do you think Goku could piss at 10 times gravity? Chase? Um, we agreed equally, I think, in all of this that Goku stands slightly askew like a fountain pivot. And he mm -hmm. pisses, and it makes, like, a big spiral around the planet. So, like, he creates his own corkscrew piss attack. Mm -hmm. And then he ducks, and it just orbits and keeps going. Yeah, no, it's because he's pivoted yeah. a little bit. It oh, goes yes, around pivoted, naturally, yes. right? He doesn't need to mm -hmm. duck. He's a smart man like this. <laughs> so I respect Goku. He won't be, he he treat, won't be hit He treats his own, it like a fight, and therefore he knows piss. what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I he can't stop the piss and then goes to, to break it at the lat when it's still spinning. He's like, I'll destroy it now, and hits it with a Kamehameha. Dives and kicks it. Oh, God. Meanwhile, King Kai is standing there in abject horror. Oh, just complete terror, which we do get a little bit of King Kai actually driving his car around the one road that just goes the <laughs> diameter of the planet, and it's very funny to me. Wow, look at me King go, Kai. and I'm done. Yeah, it takes him, like, maybe three seconds. It's a very good bit. Acceleration on that car is amazing. Yeah, for real. But yeah, so King Kai also makes Goku, because Goku still hasn't caught Bubbles yet, so he's got to go catch Bubbles. Uh, but King Kai makes him do it in the weighted training clothes. You know, mm -hmm. I want to so. get I want to get over this real quick. Bubbles is fucking jacked as fuck, right? Like we oh, all yeah. have to agree on that. Oh, for sure. 
there's a moment where after Goku catch, catches Bubbles in his generally smart way of going the other way around around the planet. <laughs> Finally realizes him. how small the planet is. Which, I have to point out, Goku only figures out that he could go the other way and cut him off after three weeks three of weeks, just baby. chasing this monkey every day. <laughs> yep, but anyway, that's, Chase. That's, Go- that's Goku in general. That's no, um, super Goku. So... They, then King Kai's like, you need to catch Gregory and hit him with a mallet. Gregory is a little cricket um, that's an asshole. I love Gregory. <laughs> he's a grasshopper. He's so good. Excuse he's a gr- me. And no, he's a fucking cricket. Asshole. He's a cricket. No, they call him a grasshopper. Because I thought he was a cricket. A cricket is a grasshopper. What is a grasshopper if not a bigger cricket? <laughs> I think they're the same thing. I think grasshoppers are different. I can feel. I the think like they're in the same like fury of entomologists everywhere. Are yeah, because we have a huge entomologist crowd that watches this, so we really got to get this right. Are you typing right now? Yeah, are you typing second. this in? Right now? <laughs> grasshoppers are much larger since they usually are about four inches, and crickets are only two inches. All right, I'm pulling out my um, calipers. Look at Gregory's head. No. <laughs> cricket oh, God, or no. a grasshopper he says he he and king kai say grasshopper move on i'm at the wiki they keep saying he's a cricket i'm getting really fucked up right now oh no that's a dubism this is is the turtle tortoise thing from uh, path to power all over again yeah well i'm wondering now if that the grasshopper thing was a dubism where like the word grasshopper better match the lip flaps of the japanese word for cricket it's like how any berserk fans out there uh, they have the band of mercenaries that they're all a part of. It's called the Band of the Hawk in English, but it's the Band of the Falcon in Japanese. It's just the hawk lined up better with the mouth flaps in the dub of the anime. Also, it's a better name. So, yeah, I also think Band of the Hawk sounds better. Yeah, though it creates a problem for a part that the anime's never got to. So, because eat, eventually, so problem solved. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Eventually, Griffith makes a city, and he calls it Falconia. And I'm like, Hakonia does not sound as good. <laughs> True. Sounds like he's about to spit. It does. Which, I've, I'm wondering if they just get to that, and the, if an anime ever gets made that gets to that point, if they'll just call it Falconia and just be like, fuck it, we don't care. <laughs> uh, probably fuck it, and we don't care. Probably. I think, you just make, I think you just bite the bullet and call it Falconia at that point. Yeah, I think that's how, like, the dub of Super went back to calling the Special Beam Cannon the Special Beam Cannon instead of the Makako Sapo, as they call it in this dub. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, look, everybody's just used to that. <laughs> Although I was shocked that the dub of Super and the dub of the final chapters of Dragon Ball Z Kai, we'll see if the dub of Dragon Ball Z Kai pre-final chapters does it. But I'm surprised that those dubs started calling Hercule Mr. Satan. Because I would have thought they'd just keep calling him Hercule out of, like, just you inertia know, entropy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm just kind of like i was surprised they do end up changing that in the dubs of super and the final chapters don't they keep like hercule is like a nickname stage name i think toriyama even officially adopted it at one point oh as, really like, his full name is hercule satan is his stage name <laughs> while his original name was mark mark hercule <laughs> Which, satan I'm not sure about the first one. Like, I don't know if they adopt Hercule. Like, I don't know if Toriyama adopted Hercule. I feel, like, half sure about that. Mm -hmm. But I do know that in canon, Mr. Satan's real name is Mark. Yeah. And Mr. Satan is a stage name he adopted in honor of the martial arts school that he went to. 
<laughs> did he train under Demon King Piccolo? I wish I wish he had been revealed to have trained Demon under King Devil Piccolo? Man. <laughs> God, yes, if he had the Devil Man technique. Imagine if he had trained under Spike the Devil Man. Imagine that was a callback here. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the only thing that would be a problem there is that he would know how to use key. Because Spike does, <laughs> or at least presumably he would, or he's just that bad of a student. We have to remember, Mr. Satan is the strongest non-key-using human on the face of the planet. He actually does have power, it's just the power scaling is so off. He is unfortunately I come from the school of bacteria. Yeah, like <laughs> no. I was gonna say, like, at, um, an MMA fighter, like a real MMA fighter, would get their shit wrecked by Mr. Satan. But Mr. Satan gets his shit wrecked by everyone else who is in that show. Oh, yeah, they introduce, Cyber Man. introduce Hercule, Mr. Satan. When? When is he introduced? Cell. Yeah. When they're he gets fucking introduced Super Saiyan after is there. fucking Super Saiyan. Yeah, of course <laughs> he could be. He would be fine. He would even be a good combatant in the first tournament in Dragon Ball. He'd lose to Bacterian, as most would. But <laughs> he could maybe get through some other people. Could he get through anyone at the end of dragon original dragon Ball? no that is the joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually end of dragon ball he might be able to beat a few of those guys in the last dragon ball tournament i mean like I, we get to the end of the, the, end, the end tournament is anybody tien goku piccolo krillin, krillin kami yamcha, oh, yeah, yamcha yeah and chi chi i yeah. think those, all Tao. those people yeah Mercer, i think all those people beat Hercule. Well, I think Hercule, I think Hercule could beat Chi Chi or and Tao. Tao. I think he beats both of them. He, I don't know. I feel like Chi Chi could fuck up Hercule. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe. I'm like, those will be close fights. Hercule might win those. He would not win against anybody else in that tournament, but he probably could have made it to the finals. Or the Baby Krillin could fucking destroy Hercule. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Because Krillin can shoot a Dragon Ball, which or a, a Kamehameha, which <laughs> just throws a Dragon I mean, Ball at his head. Yeah, just I mean that would also closer. probably take him the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an outside item? Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? Nothing. Just rude. Yeah. I'm... But anyway, back to where we are in if the story. If you sew a gun into your arm, though, it's not an outside item. <laughs> Actually, Shit, no. They right. think they did count that. Because they counted, they Tao got disqualified during his fight with Tien. That is true. Okay, so what the fuck? The sword fight. If I can, if I can put my hands together and shoot a bullet, that's an energy beam. But if you pull out a gun and shoot me, that's illegal. That's fucked up. I feel like that rule made sense in Dragon Ball era the tournaments when like nobody could use key, so like they just wouldn't be prepared for it. Launch like, should well, be able to enter with a rocket energy. launcher. Launch <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Enter the rocket launcher. At this point, they should allow non-key users. Yeah, also, they should allow non-key users to bring tools in because honestly, those tools would not matter anyway. <laughs> also, that rule's never you been can, followed because Krillin tr almost beat Master Roshi with a nudie mag way back true. in the first That's one. Awesome. Oh shit! And that <laughs> I was about that. And that is Krillin a little stinker? Is he the son of Bacterian? I'm putting my theory forward. <laughs> That's why he was immune. I still love that G Krillin had to be reminded that he didn't have a nose in order to be immune to bacteria. <laughs> His, <laughs> the psychosomatic effect of Bacterian's dank cloud was that strong. But anyway, back to where we actually are <laughs> with Goku's training. 
because I do, I, I like, part of me doesn't quite get why we need to do two different Goku has to chase something challenges, but I guess there's a little bit more of a combat edge to the second one. Yeah, he's got a big he's gotta, like, hit hammer. this guy. Yeah. This is about, like, chasing bubbles is about just, like, getting used to the gravity. Hitting Gregory is about being agile in that gravity. Also, Gregory's then, ripped as fuck in this mm-hmm. show. Oh, yeah, Gregory has abs. Gre- oh, yeah, because Gregory is, like, they hang Goku the mallet to hit Gregory with, and it's and Goku, uh, Goku had trouble lifting it. It's so heavy. Yeah, it is a Looney Tunes ass They mallet. give it to Gregory, and Gregory just hands it to Goku. Like, yeah, it's a mallet. What do you, what, what's the problem with it? <laughs> Gregory could fucking beat the shit out of Goku maybe right now. Goku like is like, holy fuck, Gregory has been training at 10 times gravity his whole life. <laughs> the power of Gregory. Gregory has been prepared. Yeah. Gregory's only gotten stronger with time. <laughs> just throw Gregory at the Saiyans. Honestly. Gregory, because I also had to point out when like Gregory first dives at Goku, because he does like a dive attack at Goku. Mm-hmm. There's this like balls of light charging towards Gregory, enveloping him in a blue light, and then he does it. And part of me was like, is this like an offshoot of the spirit bomb technique? Because while this isn't what the spirit bomb looks like in the Saiyan saga, mm-hmm. this is kind of what the spirit bomb ends up looking like when you get to like Frieza and stuff when Goku is using the yeah. big one. It's like a very similar effect. Maybe I will say, he does hang out yeah. with King Kai a lot. Maybe. And it stands to reason that he's learned some of his techniques. I will not talk about the spirit bomb in this arc yet, just because that's next episode is when Goku uses it for the first time. But I was curious if that was meant to be some kind of through line there. Okay, but do we think Gregory's even close to pure of heart? That's a good question. Because he Dragon does, Ball's definitely Gregory's Goku an ill-mannered Claude, and that seemed rather rude. So, Dragon Ball's definition of pure of heart is interesting. Wait, are you saying Gre- Gregory is pure of heart? Well, he would have We're to be asking if the... Gregory is pure. of No, heart. Gregory's not pure of heart. Bubbles is. Bubbles could use the spirit bomb. <laughs> we do denote later in like Dragon Ball Super that like you could absorb. The spirit, well, okay, one of the Dragon Ball Z movies does this, but it isn't made canon until, like, Super, where you can kind of absorb the spirit bomb when you're, like, not quite pure of heart, because it's established that Goku can't do the spirit bomb in Super Saiyan, because that clouds his heart, mm-hmm. like that form he's does. too angry. Yeah, but, like, Trunks, like, future Trunks absorbs a spirit bomb in Super while he is in, like, Super Saiyan Rage state, which is a whole ass original anime transformation. Hmm. But it does look cool as shit. But doesn't he, like, power up and fucking Dragon Ball Z and do the spirit bomb as a Super Saiyan? No, Goku no. can push the spirit bomb as oh. a Super Saiyan. Okay, like fuck, he can, fuck like every fuck all you I engage in struggles <laughs> with it. You, but he has you. to be in his base form to throw fuck it. Fuck you! I or do not accept it. this at <laughs> all. <laughs> I just <laughs> refuse now once again. Well, could they're be, gonna okay, say on, so. They're gonna be like, yeah, 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 man, I get it. And then like some, you're gonna be like, yeah, yeah you can't handle it. But what's like. Like, if Krillin did it and then threw it at Goku in Super Saiyan form, he'd just back it out and be like, whap, or whatever, it's a spirit bomb, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I will, a in ball fact, of energy, but to actually, use it. To give, 
to give Toriyama some credit, I don't know if this is established in there, we'll see, but, like, in Cell, Goku gets full mastery of Super Saiyan to the point, like, regular Super Saiyan 1, to the point that, like, it it's doesn't like cloud his heart. It kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm wondering, because, like, in the Cell, or the Boo saga, when he does turn Super Saiyan and push the spirit bomb back at Boo, he only turns Super Saiyan 1. So part of me is like, was that intentional? Is that like he's still pure enough of heart? That's because that he, he can, had like, no fucking energy it? left. We know exactly why it happened. Well, he gets his energy back, and that's when he turns Super Saiyan, because yeah. they wish on the Dragon Balls to give him his energy back at that moment. Because yeah. before that, he's just in base, because he doesn't have enough energy. You're right, he should have gone to Super Saiyan 4, and then all the fans... <laughs> well, 3. <laughs> no, 4. He predicts it. <laughs> Toriyama predicts yeah. all of GT. <laughs> Goku didn't have a tail at that time. Yeah. He couldn't. He regrows it. He's really color. strong. Goku's really big. <laughs> he has to be hit with enough blood waves. Come on. Why, Once he gets, to, when he gets to Boo, he's really big. I don't think you understand. He's like a really big guy. <laughs> yes, but he hasn't been hit with blood waves. <laughs> Butts waves. Bloods <laughs> with a bell. Ass waves. Mm, <laughs> stink God waves. damn it. And we're right oh, back shit. to pissing. Back- Goku to the Megan the Stallion concert. Oh no, he's his tail's growing back. (laughs) Back to the episode at hand because we do (laughs) to bring it back to pure of heartness. When Goku does finally catch up to Gregory, he just like lightly bonks him because he's just kind of like, "I've gotten too ripped. I would just kill you if I hit you." Cricket, (laughs) which. He does still get a fucking cartoon lump on his head from where Goku hit him, despite how lightly he tapped him. Mm-hmm. But I do like that, like, King Kai sees this and he's like, not only is he strong, but like in his head, like internal monologue is like, oh, he's pure of heart and strong. I could probably teach him the spirit bomb. And that's like where this episode ends. But I'm also still Goku's pissed at him training. for breaking my car. Yeah, because oh yeah, Goku it. fucks up King Kai's entire planet while he is running around with this mallet <laughs> trying to hit Gregory. I think King Kai regrets having made this his test too. <laughs> Looks like a war zone on what's left of that planet. Yeah, like I'm like I don't think Yemma went through all this when Yemma was here. I don't think Yemma trained with him though. Yemma's just like I've met him. <laughs> so I think King Kai's like I've never really trained anybody, so I'm just gonna give him some task to make sure he's up to it. And then immediately realized, like, I should not have given him a hammer. I should not have given him a hammer. This was a bad idea. It was my mistake. My bad. I'll know better for the next one. Yeah, because King Kai's car is completely fucking totaled. Most of his planet is covered in, like, craters. And all the trees have been knocked over by Goku just swinging this thing. But hey, it only takes Goku two weeks to hit fucking Gregor with a (laughs) hammer. Progress. After doing the same trick he did to, to Bubbles. A little different. <laughs> yeah, this time he throws it backwards and then runs and catches it. I also want to yeah, point I... out, Bubbles is also ripped as fuck because he's going to hand Goku the mallet when they do like the speed training test. Mm-hmm. And Bubbles just carries that mallet like it's no fucking problem. This is true. I just I, think, I'm pretty sure he just one hands it. Yeah, like Bubbles is also... I think Bubbles could do the spirit bomb. That's where I'm at. I really believe oh, absolutely. Bubbles tried hard enough. Yeah. I do think Bubbles could pull it off. That's why he can't speak. Like that's we all, why he can't talk. We all talk. think for a second. I think, yeah, I think Bubbles could fucking do a spear, Bob. That's why Bubbles can't talk. He'd be too powerful. He could, if he could also speak English. I mean, I think he could talk in the movies. That doesn't count. 
I know that's a Dragon Ball Z abridged bit, but I think that's based on the fact that Bubbles can just, for some reason, talk in several of the I'm films. so excited to watch the movies, and if Bubbles talks, I will also get very excited again. Because <laughs> if you just go wonder, to me, hey, I know Chase, that- Bubbles can talk, I'll be like, you fucking Betty can. <laughs> Pointing at I the love the idea underwear. that Bubbles could just talk because, like, the movies are all, like, non-canon. And I'm imagining several of them are just made by people who have not watched a lot of it yet. And are just like, oh, there's a monkey? Oh, the animals talk at Toriyama shit. <laughs> just made him talk <laughs> without thinking about it. Uh, But I do love also that King Kai shouts around the fucking planet to prove that he's strong to Goku. Do mm-hmm. we all remember this? Because I do. I remember this. It was a bit of a weird bit, but all right. It was very strange. But you know who was also getting stronger? Gohan and Piccolo down on the surface. Yeah, which Piccolo is just fucking up Gohan. Like, Gohan has, like, giant welts on his face. His eye is, like, shut by one of them. Yeah, his right eye is just a tumor at this point. Yeah. But this is kind of the the... Even more so, we see, like, Piccolo's arc progressing, because, like, Gohan points out, like, yeah, Dad always said you weren't as evil when you came back. (laughs) Now I just think you're more grumpy than evil, and goes right the fuck to sleep with Piccolo just fuming about this. I'm not grumpy. You're grumpy. Would a grumpy, would an evil person do this? Would a good person do this, he says, saving Gohan from a river? Yes. But would would a good person also do this, he says, beating the shit out of that child and throwing him back in the river? Yes. It's a real sink or swim approach to training. (laughs) But it always seems that, like, Piccolo will just take him to the brink, but he'll make sure that he doesn't kill him. Or, like, completely render him incapable of fighting. So, you know, little things. (laughs) I also liked, there's a little element in the training scenes with Piccolo and Gohan in this, where, like, as soon as Gohan starts dodging Piccolo's punches... Piccolo introduces Key Blast into the equation. I thought that was a nice, like, subtle touch yeah, of like, how Piccolo will escalate it. Yeah, I like the escalation there. He's like, all right, well, fine, you figure this out, but what if I just shoot you? Yeah, because he knows he can't just, like, do it all at once. It shows that Piccolo is definitely holding back, which, I mean, should be apparent, because I'm pretty sure Piccolo would kill Gohan if he just went all out. <laughs> if he really tried. Uh, but, like, even more so, he's holding back because he's like, I'm going to give you, this is easy, and now that you've mastered easy, we're bumping you up to medium, and then we're bumping it up to hard, and then we're bumping it up to Saiyans are here. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, like, I, I just really like that moment, because it's literally, like, Gohan dodges a punch, smirks, and Piccolo responds with a key blast, which is the yeah. first key blast he's done, aside it, from I He, like, puts it right up to his face, too, and then just blows him away. Yeah, but it's not, like, the full power thing that he hits fucking Raditz with, which is also a nice touch. Like, it looks like a weaker blast. So you can kind of tell, he's like, okay, I'm not trying to kill you, but you need to be introduced to this as a mechanic of how we fight. Mm -hmm. And you need to understand how that works. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no, like, really love the Gohan Piccolo stuff. I've been surprised by how much I've been enjoying that. Because it's usually just, you know, they just beat the shit out of each other, but it's well animated. Like, a lot of the fights in this look good. I really have to point that out because, like, we talked about production schedules and we talked about Dragon Ball and, like, when they do reused animation. Mm -hmm. I know this is Kai, so obviously it's cut down and some of it is retooled and reanimated. But just 
a lot of the action does not give me that impression. Like, you don't really see a lot of repeat animation. A lot of it no, you really is just very frenetic. Yeah, the actual yeah. only repeat animation I saw in this was Goku running across Snake Way. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that just works. Like, it, do, yeah. and to I be mean, fair, yeah, that just that just sells the monotony and the distance of Snake Way more than anything. Yeah, as well as it's like it's a run cycle. Like, we're not going to get too, you know, nitpicky on a run cycle. No, he needs to step differently. Every no, time. I will. I will. It was the same exact jump <laughs> sequence across Snake Way. Zero out of oh ten. God, toy or we... hacks. And I are also and I game? also hate Dragon Balls. <laughs> are we video game Twitter? Are we video game Twitter getting mad when something isn't perfect? Yes. You're telling me this company reused an asset? Yeah, that's been a new argument I've seen on video game Twitter recently that has just been blowing my mind where I'm like, they reused an asset. I'm like, we've been doing this for three decades. Like, I don't know. Or since gaming was like a thing, people reused assets for sequels. That's like the whole idea of a sequel. It's why it's cheaper to make. And they're lazy hacks. Next question. By next question, I mean, let's go see what Tien and everybody's doing. Uh, Which, it's a lot of them just, like, boxing with each other and training that way. I will but give... But I do like... Mm-hmm. Go on. I was going to say, in this episode, I like the addition that all of them are now wearing the same, like, weighted training clothes yeah, I was that Goku about, does. I was about to say, Kami has done the impossible and made Tien wear a shirt. Yeah, and he immediately <laughs> takes it off later. He he's like, Fuck next episode, this. as soon as he's out, boom, shirts off. Why triangle Tien appears? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I did like that little touch because they didn't like make a big deal out of it. But you're like, oh yeah, this is the same that Goku wore because yeah. Goku wore this whenever he was with Kami. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that was from that training. Everybody's got the little blue weighted thing underneath their shirt, or in Tien's case, it is his shirt. Yeah, but they all have the blue like bracelet, yeah, like, yeah, wristbands yeah. on nice. as well. They're wearing the same shoes, like yeah, yeah. They're all lame. It, they're all <laughs> lame as fuck, except Yajirobe. Nerds. Yajirobe and does not appear this episode till start oh, when the fight begins. Who does not? Doesn't appear when the fight begins yet. He is not. Oh, Yajirobe. Yajirobe. Yeah, no. He is there He's for the, the training. Workout, He's though. eating some corn, um, <laughs> and then fucking eating corn and. He's eating corn and completely bodying fucking Krillin. Eating corn and Krillin's ass. It. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I well, can... he did. It's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> I just, that's why I was sitting here going, yeah, you know, it's fucked up that you said that and how correct it was. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is funny to think that this almost kind of is setting up Yajirobe's importance. And that he's just gonna show up and just fucking cut off Vegeta's tail. Like yeah, he's gonna eat Vegeta's tail. Yajirobe's Yager- an ass man. What can I say? We do have to assume that Yajirobe is eats the Vegeta's tail after cutting it off. I would assume this that he just like oh, roasted and eats it. Yeah. I don't even think he roasted it. I think he's just like yeah this this will give me some of his power and then just ate it. No, I think he was just like I'm hungry. Yeah, just yeah. I was gonna say it down like eat. spaghetti. Yeah, he didn't want to eat Piccolo's kids because he thought they'd make him stronger. He wanted to eat Piccolo's kids because they were meat and present. Hmm, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, Yajirobe just not taking any of this seriously and yet still being one of the strongest people here is very funny. <laughs> you think he's stronger than Yamcha? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I think Yamcha is certifiably the weakest person here. Do we think he's stronger than Krillin? Yes. Okay. You think Yadro is stronger than Krillin? Yeah. What? I do not think Yadro be stronger than Krillin. I mean, I realize he like dummies him in this scene. But like that's like Krillin so being like, "Come that. on, man," and then like getting like messed around with, and then the which football is a gets pulled away Krillin. again. Yeah, right. That's like a, he is the Charlie Brown of these scenarios. But I believe, like, if it was a straight up fight, I, I do think Krillin could destroy Yadrovi. Fair. Krillin's gonna fucking pull out his blade that <laughs> cuts through anything. Krillin has his own little fucking discus that he's gonna bring out soon. Well, um, yeah, that's a special technique. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. The- like if yeah, yeah Krillin wasn't going all out. Yadrobi's but Yadrobi's all out technique is I have a sword. Krillin has a lot more going on. <laughs> yeah, he has the technique that eventually every single character will copy. It's true because it's just up that to good, including yeah, up to it, including Frieza. That's just Dragon Ball though. <laughs> That's just what Dragon Ball Which, is. Yeah, although Frieza never. Oh no no no! Frieza does see Krillin pull off mm-hmm. this technique. Never mind. I was about to be like, if Frieza never see it, and therefore they just both came up with the same idea, which is turn key into death disc. But then I was like, wait, now Krillin cuts off his tail. <laughs> um, but yeah, this episode episode seven just ends on a a note with Baba showing up at Roshi's house, and Roshi being like, hey, can you show me the future of the planet in one year? And Baba's like, well. Planet's got no future. Yeah. <laughs> so or this like, or this thing's broken again. Yeah, it could be either. <laughs> the thing is broken. It's just like, oh fuck. Yeah, the thing is broken. But it is like a very funny way to be like, oh, they might be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that'll about do it for this one. Yeah, that brings us to episode eight. Shenron appears. The Saiyans arrive sooner than expected. Which there's just a long like a lot of just landscape shots that opened this episode which mm-hmm. was very odd to me well i think it's supposed to be um, establishing that time has passed because the because uh kami's planet or kind of kami's planet king kai's planet no longer looks like a war zone true and goku's gi is all fucked up so it's just kind of like hey we did the same thing that we did for gohan mm-hmm. training um, continues but it works yeah and we get that's when we learned that there's been, yeah, a time skip and all of King Kai's training of Goku has happened off screen. He's done which, all, yeah, he's learned every technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which first, yeah, he has him show them off, which I found the distortion technique kind of, or effect kind of interesting whenever Goku's pulling energy for the spirit bomb. Yeah, like it's like the plants yeah. are getting hazy from heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as like all the energy is being pulled from whatever is alive. Well, no, to not Goku. all the energy. A, a small, tiny, well, not all of it, but part of a it. A small sliver of energy is pulled from every living thing that exists on the planet, mm-hmm. and the sun, and the sun. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know. It doesn't really say that it, <laughs> it works on King Kai, but on Earth, he will definitely pull some a tiny sliver of energy from the sun. Hmm. But yeah, so Goku pulls it in, which I love the way it's like this white aura that comes off of Goku, but it's like very fluid, very mm-hmm. like dripping kind of thing. It looks really cool. And there's no ball. No ball Yeah, yet. there's no ball. Goku focuses on his hand and then King Kai throws like a brick at supersonic <laughs> yeah, speed. There's just a really big brick and he's like, all right, wait for, don't, don't do it until I say pull. Yeah. 
which Goku hits it, and that's when the ball forms is when Goku, like, throws his hand and the ball comes out of him. And then it hits it and explodes. And then King Kai gives us literally, like, the full rundown of how the technique works. Mm-hmm. Which I get explaining the energy part, because I feel like that's just really hard to show visually. Yeah. As well as this makes sense to explain, though he does be like, let me say it again in case you ain't paying attention, which I'm like, we Goku knows this. You're saying this for He's the audience. He's training with Korin now? Extremely, yeah. Uh, yeah like, the, uh, this is for the I audience. can't do a great, I can't do a great <laughs> King Kai impression. It is a very interesting voice that Sean Shemmel does for this character. Um, but he's like, all right, here's how. Yeah, no, oh, that's dear worse. God, that's no, worse. Go back, go back, oh, no. go back, go back. Return, yeah, he's return. Like, right, he's like, all right, here's how this works. and just explains it and then explains that it's going to be a lot stronger on Earth yeah. because he has more life to pull from. The planet's and the so much bigger. Yeah, I don't believe yeah. it becomes a ball till Frieza. I... It's not a ball. It's not a ball in the Saiyan saga. No, and the, I no, believe no, I, I remember it, him specifically handing it to Krillin, and Krillin has the white glow around his hand. Okay, okay. Like I remember this happening when he fights because they have to like do like a juggle, pretty much. Of yeah, I, I remember the juggle, the but ball. I couldn't remember what it looked like. Yeah, it just looks. It just. Looks, I really, really like this, and then him holding his hands up and gathering energy for the spirit ball. I like like the uh, full body feeling. I think it looks good either way. This mm-hmm. just feels way more like. He's not gathering it above him. He is like actually gathering the power, right? Which makes the one you get hit by a spirit bomb, you can instead absorb it. Make more sense to me in my head now that I'm seeing it again. And I feel like you you lose that a little bit as you make it a ball above your head. Yeah, which is true. That's I am a, also a big dumb idiot, and I love a big ball. No, I love the big ball. <laughs> I also, like the I, ball go big. The translation of if you get hit by it, you absorb some of its power if you're good of heart or whatever, or you unlock your that power or something, or you take it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is much more easily readable when you watch this, and then we're going to go into Super where he absorbs it later on. Oh my gosh, we're going to get to all that. Well, and Future Trunks does. Future Trunks does too. So, and then I yeah. guess Goku... Maybe. Maybe something. What happens whatever. at the Tournament of Power is very, very... That's for the scholars I, to figure out on the different worlds. I have watched that scene more than one... I'm not going to say like I obsessively rewatched it, I but I have like watched it. it and I'm like, I still... I just do not understand what happens in this scene. And it happens completely differently in the manga. So I'm like, so this was not in Toriyama's outline. This was what Toei came up with for how <laughs> Ultra Instinct Omen comes out. Maybe he, maybe Toriyama should have elaborated on that somewhat. Maybe he didn't know. He was like, fuck it, you figure it out. Which <laughs> I, I do think the anime's version of the Tournament of Power is on the whole better, mostly for the back quarter of it, especially. But the manga's version of Ultra Instinct is way better. Mm-hmm. I think it way better illustrates what that form is. But back to where we are now. Um, I do like this effect, though. I, I love a big ball. I love it when we get to that point. The ever- and I do think the big ball, ball is a good way to show, like, hey, this is a way more powerful version of this. Yes. Like, this is Goku taking that and, like, way upping it now that he's stronger and can handle that much, and also his opponent is stronger and he needs that and much. also Namek is massive. Yeah. Well, it's like Namek's massive. He also pulls from, like, the adjoining planets, like the nearby yes. ones for the Frieza one. Oh. Yeah. And then also, like, because I think they say something in here about he's like, don't pull too much, one, because you don't want to kill everything around you, and two, because 
because you won't be able to handle it if you pull in too much. Mm-hmm. I think King Kai says something to that effect here. Yeah, something Goku like that. Goku is yeah. a, l- yeah, Goku's a lot stronger in Frieza. So, okay, but what Goku if I will train he can make times. he can make a soccer ball size ball for Frieza? <laughs> okay, but what if I did want to kill everything around me? Would I then stop being able to do it because yeah, I would no longer be yeah, pure of heart? You'd no longer be pure of heart. Well, yeah. buddy. That's a little thing called the Moro arc of Dragon Ball Super's manga. <laughs> Ooh. But is he yeah, exactly dead on the money this on that one? Moro, like, he doesn't use, they don't call it the spirit bomb, but basically Moro's technique is he just, he takes all the energy from a place and will absorb it, and he is evil, so he will kill them. Interesting. Oh, okay. But the thing is, he can do this mid-combat, too, which ends up being, like, a big thing for Goku and Vegeta, because, like, they are losing power as they fight him. Illustrated by, like, Vegeta starts the fight in, like, Super Saiyan Blue Evolution, but eventually, by the end of it, he can't even transform. Hmm. But, like, you know, on a quicker scale, and he's not even beat up, he's just losing that key. Interesting. Yeah, no, I actually like the way they handle Moro a lot. Um, Curious how Granola's kind of come to an end. We'll see. But, uh, anyway... Back to where we are now. Um, this episode is pretty Goku-centric, which we also get Goku realizes that it's 24 hours till the Saiyans arrive, which King Kai realizes. He's like, <laughs> oh shit, I forgot to factor in the time you needed to get back to Earth. King Kai is that friend who, sh- who shows up for the 6.30 party by like leaving his house at 6.15, and it's a 45-minute drive. Yeah, it's very big that, where he's like, oh shit, I forgot about... Oh god, I didn't factor in traffic! Goku, you need to leave now! Yeah, so they have to real quick... This is the intro of, like, King Kai can serve as a communicator? (laughs) (laughs) So Goku just yells at Roshi through King Kai to wish him back now, which I love the fucking shot of, like... Because Roshi's on the toilet when Goku calls him. Mm -hmm. And... Roshi just is answering Goku out loud as Goku is talking into his mind. So we get the wide shot and we just see like Poir, Oolong, Bulma, and Turtle just being like, what the fuck is going on? It's like <laughs> He's Roshi's finally gone mad. Yeah. And then Roshi just slamming the door open with his pants still around his ankles and being like, hurry up, get the Dragon Balls. There's no time. It's like super <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> also, we got a new Oolong this- voice. Yeah, I noticed that too, and I was like, I did not realize they recast Oolong. It's uh, super jarring. Yeah, though, I mean, they recast Bulma, but the new Bulma voice sounds the same. Yeah, close enough Oolong that I don't notice. Oolong is a completely different person. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, they they go get the Dragon Balls and they wish Goku back. Also, we cut to, like, Gohan and Piccolo trading, which... I have to point out that Gohan is now wearing the same clothes as Piccolo <laughs> and doesn't have the sword anymore. They gave up on the sword. Sword yeah, this is, is a, yeah. This is actually stupid technique. to shoot energy. Oh, yeah. But now Gohan is wearing, like, a purple gi with, like, a white scarf and a white, like, headband. So he kind of matches Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Which it's probably would uh, in Piccolo's mind, I imagine would piss off Goku more, but Goku will not care, <laughs> uh, which is funny. But I like that they use, they kind of use this as like, this is how Piccolo figures out 
Ah, oh, God, what am I trying to say? It's a good question. Okay, back to it. Yeah, Piccolo figures out that the Saiyans are going to arrive sooner because he sees the sky go dark, knows that means they're wishing back Goku, and they're like, but Goku wouldn't get wished back until right before. Oh, shit, guys, we got to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and, and it's, it's now we get the part where when Goku gets wished back, he just loses his halo, but he does not go back to Earth instantaneously. He has to travel all the way back now. Yeah, but as a it's show that weird. Goku has gotten faster and stronger... King Kai's like, it'll probably only take you, like, two days to get back. <laughs> because, keep in mind, it took six months for Goku to travel Snake Way the first time. Mm-hmm. He's much but, stronger I mean, yeah. Now. Which, yeah, they've gone out of their way to be like, Goku is way stronger now. Also, to, like, get back to kind of the Gohan and uh, Piccolo training thing, we get more concerned Papa Piccolo. Yeah. And it's great. Gohan, or... Yeah, Piccolo does like hit Gohan hard, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, well, I no, didn't mean to." Like, because they're fighting, and Pic- and Gohan has Piccolo's ass. He's about to hit him right in the face, and Piccolo's like, "Oh shit!" So he does the eye beams on him, and just knocks him the fuck out. Which one he's like, "Oh god, please, are you are you okay? I might have hit you a little hard." And uh, and Go- Gohan's like, "Oh come on, you promised you wouldn't use the eye beams this time," which which is I I like. Mm-hmm. I like the beat that, oh, yeah, like, no. Piccolo is, like, so on the back foot that he just, like, instinctively is like, shit, I gotta kill this kid. <laughs> but I like, yeah, like you said, it's a really natural way to show how their dynamic has changed over time. Mm-hmm. And I think they've slow-rolled this one enough that I this worked really well for me. Like, this arc is so well-paced. I get why everybody loves, like... I knew everybody loved the Piccolo Redemption arc, but I get it even more now watching this that I'm like, oh, it's like really beautifully done. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a lot of tell. I mean, there's the tell don't <laughs> show part at the beginning that we all hated. But if you ignore that. But like, yeah, but once you get into the actual stuff, you're like, wow, we really didn't need that scene with Kabi and Popo spelling it out because they do it really like subtly but not subtly like you can very much tell what's going on but it's just it's really well pulled off i yeah, really love and it like but like gohan even points i was like my dad said you were more grumpy than evil when you came back mm-hmm. um well yeah. like i feel like they're they just hit you over the head with it at this point that piccolo's on a redemption arc yeah which i feel like we could have had that one line of like piccolo's grumpier more than evil because i feel like we kind of see that already mm-hmm. yeah and and it Gohan could be a good it moment of like, them bonding but yeah kami yeah to, them, to no one outside <laughs> no one like i just think <laughs> it would be better i think he just really cares about people <laughs> i think he'll be good eventually yeah it is one of those it's like the good version of it is literally here which <laughs> is like i like we have it but it saddens me that we have that one scene that just kind of sours this arc because this arc is pulled off really well without it. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, it's, I it's, agree. Yeah, with- it's more of just like a bore. It's just like a boring choice of like instead of letting the audience get there naturally, which like we only got like a few more episodes left before we do get there naturally. It feels like he's like, okay, we just gotta make sure everyone knows that we're we are getting there. Don't yeah. worry, it's okay. Hey, everyone, it's okay. Yeah, we're getting there, and we're basically. Yeah, we're basically there now. It's everything short of Piccolo just telling Gohan that he cares about him, mm-hmm. uh, is and which is like the real end of this arc. But because Piccolo, yeah, it says like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" After he eye beams him, and then when Gohan tells him like, "You promise not to use that," he kind of snaps back into harsh mentor mode and is like, <laughs> "Well, the you can't trust the Saiyans not to you use can't everything trust an at enemy." Their and Gohan's like, "But you're yeah. not an enemy." 
And then the Saiyans arrive. Which is really, yeah, which is really sweet. <laughs> Come on, little bit. You're not the enemy. It's but you like, told me you, like, you lied to me. Hmm. You were my brother. But yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah. But then this is all interrupted as the Saiyans land at 11.43 a.m. I have to the point out. The hour of doom. <laughs> yeah. But I really, really like this as an escalation of Raditz's entrance when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Raditz landed in a field with one farmer who freaked out and then he just killed him with his own bullet after he tried to shoot him. The Saiyans land in the middle of a fucking city. And we see everyone, like, freak out as they look at them, and they just get out with shit-eating grins on their face. As well as one thing I liked, I know, like, showing every character's reaction, like, face can be kind of a tired anime trope. Mm-hmm. But in this scene, I really liked how they showed each Z fighter, like, feel Vegeta and Nappa as soon as they land. Everyone's yeah, like, they're, oh, they're, they're fuck. Like, yeah, and they're flung yeah. to, like, every end of the Earth, so they can all feel that across the planet which it really does sell the yeah. scale of their strength yeah we've already established that like even in just z like goku couldn't feel raditz until raditz was like a couple miles away all of the z fighters can feel nappa and vegeta as soon as they're on the same planet it's just a great like oh shit <laughs> they are as strong if not stronger than we thought they were gonna be it's just it's like yeah, right uh, beforehand they're all like we're invincible, we're the strongest we've ever been. And they like feel them and they're like oh fuck, oh oh, oh shit, oh beans, no no. Yeah, it's that immediate like that confidence. It's not like it's it's gone for the most part. Not like <laughs> oh we're gonna die, but they're like oh we're gonna have a tough time with this. And that's where this episode ends. And the next one, episode nine, Yamcha's struggle, the terrible Cybermen begins with Nappa saying up. hello to the locals. Yeah, it it is very much like Vegeta's just like, or, or Nappa's like, you want me to say hi to him? Vegeta's like, mm, go easy on him. And Nappa gets out and just, he just takes his two, like his index and middle finger, points it up towards the sky and turns the city into fucking ash. <laughs> Which, again, I know we, we use King Piccolo, I think, as our bar right now, because that's, you know, the last big bad. Mm-hmm. We had Raditz. But Raditz didn't really destroy much. He took out the farmer with ease. With the same ease that Raditz could take out a farmer with his own bullets, Nappa turned a city into ash, and he's the second strongest person on screen here. (laughs) (laughs) That's like another great raising the stakes moment. And then immediately seeing Vegeta scold him being like, hey, you could have blown up one of the Dragon Balls and rendered our whole trip pointless. And seeing that Nappa doesn't, like, defend himself, Nappa's immediately on the back foot, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, like, again, sells it, like, we just saw Nappa destroy a city with no challenge, and he's scared of Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there's two good, there's two really strong moments that come out that I really like. Nappa's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll give him a greeting, and then, like, blows up the planet with his his exploding wave, or whatever the fuck they call it. Whatever it is, yeah. Um, you boom, mm-hmm. blows it up, and then Vegeta has two lines. First one, yep. what if you destroyed the the um, Dragon Balls are here. How would that be good? Now we can't risk for immortality. Dragon Balls wouldn't be destroyed by this, but Vegeta doesn't know that. Good, good little moment. Second thing yeah. he says is, you can't blow up the whole planet like this. It'll hurt the resale value. Yes. I we won't make as much money from it. That's my favorite part where he's like, you can't just blow it all up. 
because then we can't sell it for money. <laughs> Look, like, we're here yeah, for this thing, money. but also it. this is a business venture. Keep your head on straight. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I really love the villain writing when Toriyama's on point, and this is good shit. Yeah, this I was is also just going to point best, out, like... Yeah. yeah, I was just going to point out, like, man, Chris Sabat, or Chris Sabat, Sabat, I always get confused if it's Sabat or Sabat. Chris Bing Bang. He's really great at playing bastards <laughs> he's a great actor in general but man does he rock when he gets to just be evil <laughs> well who plays um is napa? he playing napa no no another person plays napa he plays vegeta as well as piccolo which he does good guys too like, he's just a good actor but man he delivers evil lines so well <laughs> like there's this like a cold indifference to how he says like you can't blow it up, it'll hurt the resale value that really sells that character's, like, villainy in this moment. Yes. Which I know Vegeta will also have, you know, the redemption arc of all redemption arcs. Dude, but, he's, but Vegeta's so good in this, because after this, it's like the big, okay, we gotta find the who killed Raditz, we gotta take them out. Because once we take them out, it's just easy street down the line after that. If we kill the strongest guy... No one else can stop the the Napa Vegeta train of kill, uh, genocide. <laughs> yeah, they are literally just like we're going for the strongest because it's uh, we don't want to. We just want to take him down. They're like we're gonna have to. Let's get it done, and then we can wipe out the human race and sell this planet. And they lock on to the two strongest power levels on the planet, which is which is Piccolo, Piccolo and Gohan. Gohan. Piccolo ding, Gohan. Ding, ding, ding. We've ding, got ding, a ding. winner. They do point out. That there is now like six power levels above a thousand on the planet. So however many Z fighters there are, they're all up over a thousand. Which keep in mind, like Krillin was two oh seven at rest Gohan, in the last arc. Tien, this is now their Chatsu's not over a yeah. thousand. No. I think. Okay, yeah, I was about to say we're no, missing Chiaotsu. one because we have seven people and six power levels, which means Chatsu is the weakling. Yes, I guess so. Chatsu is the weakling. Uh, yeah, point weak. that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I did find that like just important to note and this is them at rest they are not raising their power levels right now like at rest they're over a thousand yep uh yeah i also point out we won't really talk about goku in this at least i wasn't because the only shots of goku are just goku on snake way and periodically being like oh shit the saiyans are here oh, oh right shit, i can fly moving. zoom yeah yeah that's not yeah there you go the 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 yeah the interesting is they lock on so we know gohan and piccolo are strongest at rest right now yeah, which is very which funny because they're also Gohan fucking the sucks this whole time. Mm -hmm. Yep, is absolutely baby. This whole episode was not prepared for this moment whatsoever. There is a very big difference between Goku and Gohan. Goku, cool, a fight. Gohan, I'm very scared. People are trying to hurt me. Yeah, and it's which I I wrote down in my notes. I appreciate that as a character beat because this is still like. Yes, he's obviously grown, he's gotten tougher, and he is able to, after a bit, get himself under control and be present. He is also a six-year-old in a deathmatch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and the, the closest he's gotten is Piccolo, whom the entire time in the back of his mind he knew would not kill him. Mm -hmm. This is, now these people are here expressly to kill him. Like, it is obviously him stepping into a whole nother ball game. But yeah, when Vegeta nap or all the Z fighters converge on Gohan and Piccolo, uh, so that they can get ready for this fight, with 
Krillin being the only one that gets there before Vegeta and Nappa do. Yeah, it's so good that Krillin's like, hey, hey, Gohan, you you look just like your dad. (laughs) Like, extremely like, well, they can't be that bad, can they? (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. I remember you. You got smacked into a house. Yeah. I mean, I also, Gohan straight up says, oh, you're the one that my dad said uh, trained because he's short. Yeah, (laughs) he's a short guy. Which Krillin's just like, want to run that by me again? <laughs> what you want to run that by me? What your dad's been saying about me? <laughs> what else? What other lies has he been telling you? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I found that very funny. But yeah, Nappa and Vegeta touch down. And I really love the immediate showing that Nappa has learned lessons from Raditz's experience here. One, he recognizes Piccolo's voice, which I thought was a nice touch. Because he's like, yeah, our scouters were on. Like, I know you. Idiot. Two, this is the first time that we establish what Namekians are. Because, yeah, Nappa's like, I think the green one's a Namekian. And that's when Piccolo's like, a what? Oh. Yeah. I got a question. And they talk about... How did Kami not okay. know? Uh, I think both of them just kind of lost a lot of their memories when they split. Okay, because Piccolo or, I could understand, because he's a, like a kid and just kind of like a clone. I could see not all the memories copying over, but Kami was like, there. Yeah, which Kami, it is, yeah, like he said, also established. Kami didn't remember, but Kami thinks making the Dragon Balls was like a subconscious want to yeah, connect yeah. back to his people. Okay. Because as we learn, the Namekians are like the originators of how to make Dragon Balls. Mm-hmm. They kind of skip Which over all they just this. They just kind of do a quick little yeah. like, damn, thanks for telling me about my past. I'm going to beat your ass. It's so funny. <laughs> I almost was like, yeah. I, I laughed at my house when he's like, thanks for the, re- thanks for like telling me about my backstory. I'm going to kill you now. And it's like, okay, like, all right, I guess <laughs> I'm the, we are moving warrior. off. Yeah. yeah, the exact Piccolo line is, as you can see, I'm more of a warrior than a simple magician. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like man, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I was like, this line <laughs> slaps way harder than I'd feel like these words should. Yeah. <laughs> Part of it is Sabbath, but this works so well for me in the moment. Yeah, like the whole... Where I was like, oh, this is some King Piccolo shit. Yeah, the whole nameless Namekian Earth Guardian makes stuff, there is just really no actual understanding of what answers just don't think about it yeah it's just like whatever we're just just making him an alien because we're gonna go to that planet because that's gonna be cool it's gonna be important in the next Uh, bit yeah yeah which i think is also you know a good reason why they don't go deeper into it right now is they're like we'll we'll get to this later and they definitely shouldn't it's the correct decision i'm not like criticizing any of it it's just kind of those huh why didn't kami remember But it is, yeah, some part of me is like, I do like this moment a lot. I almost feel like the only thing they need is them to be like, oh, that one's a Namekian. And Piccolo to be like, what? And then they'd be like, Namekians are strong and full of magic. Like, it could have been like a three dialogue, like three line exchange. I mean, it really pretty much is. Because their yeah, little explanation's like, like a oh, ten a second scene. It's like, oh, what the, a Namekians here? Well, that makes sense. They That's why there's so much power. They're known to be a powerful race with powerful magics. Um, yeah, but we get a little okay. thing that we also cut away to, like, you know... Uh, Kami. Kami having the realization through hearing it through Piccolo. He's like, yeah, I just... But, uh, I didn't th- it was like, there was a previous Earth Guard. I don't know why he doesn't go like, oh, the previous Earth Guardian was also also looked like me. That maybe meant that... They could, like, hand-wave a bunch of things. But there was a previous mm-hmm. Earth Guardian. There was, yeah. Um, yeah, and as we establish later, like, all planetary Guardians are Namekians. 
Yeah, at I, least I, so yeah. far, every single one we've ever seen, including in Dragon Ball Super's Granola arc, the guardian of Granola's planet, are all Namekians. Yeah. They're just guardians. Are they like all terrible at their jobs? Uh, yeah. Because they never seem <laughs> to go anywhere good. Or good things never seem to really happen to those places. If there's a constant in Dragon Ball, it's that the deities are at best useless. Okay. Even the when they're not? And at worst, actively a problem. <laughs> yeah, I do think there's like a hard anti, like, god agenda going on in Dragon Ball sometimes. Because every single god that gets introduced sucks ass. <laughs> yeah. The most effective god that's been introduced so far is Beerus. And he just kills one. Yeah, explicitly a god of murder. Beerus is fun, and he sucks ass. Yeah. Um. The the truly he still is bad at his job. Yeah. King Kai is the only like effective god in the sense that he doesn't have to do I anything, say, and he just hangs out. Yeah. I was gonna say like old Kai and or like old Supreme Kai or yeah. Shin Supreme Kai might be the most effective, although they also both fuck up a lot. Old King Kai got stuck in a sword. Try. Yeah, but then he comes out and he gives Gohan his ultimate power-up. I'm just saying, he does contribute. Gohan drops the ball, but <laughs> old Kai gave him all the tools he needed. I will say, I think the Supreme uh, Kai is good. It just, he he literally goes like, here's what we have to do. We gotta work with these people, and all those people fuck everything up. And he's like, shit, I was just fair. not powerful enough for this, and fucking Vegeta's a huge asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is, did not count on. Yeah, Vegeta did not account on Vegeta just being as yeah, just caught him on his really... midlife crisis day. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, yeah, they're either at their best, they're Shin, and at their worst, they're fucking Zamasu. Yeah, they're like, genocide. Are the... They are universe scale <laughs> genociders. Yeah, it's a wide range, <laughs> multiverse scale genociders. Yeah, truly. Keep in mind, Zamasu's not from Universe Seven. Yeah. He's from Universe like Nine. And he killed his whole own universe first before he <laughs> moved on. <laughs> uh, but back to where we are now, where we have, you know, Kami's realizing he's a Namekian. But now Nappa or Vegeta tells Nappa to plant all their remaining Cybermen, which is the first reference Although, to Cybermen we get. Well, like first, first, I really like this. Vegeta's like, all right, Nappa, ditch the scouters. This is what got Raditz killed. Oh, we're not dealing with oh, this. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah, it's instantly yeah, like, he's like, up like, no, yeah, we're not doing that. We are not falling for that dumb trick. They can raise their power yeah, levels, like, which is still very, they come in, they're like, that is, must be the strangest fucking thing to them that that can happen. Right. Because. Oh, yeah, they're not used to yeah. it. That's why they always wear the scouters. Yeah, they're like, like all right, obviously. take it off. They can, they can check power levels so we're not going to fall for that we are stronger than them but just be careful yeah we don't want to be essentially they're like taking this off so they aren't lulled into a false yeah, sense of security which is smart yeah. i like this i like this a lot it's 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 the cockiest and, being careful i've ever seen someone actually have um <laughs> yeah which i like a lot yes <laughs> it fits vegeta's character where vegeta vegeta will continue to be the tactician of the main cast like, he will at least kind of think it through, but he will abandon it for pride. There's still a cocky bent to his, his tactics, but he is still a little smarter than the average bear. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks his things through until, like, his pride gets the better of him, and that will be his character flaw forever. <laughs> but yeah, let's but, talk about planting little green men. Yeah, yeah which I have to point planting, out that Nappa's the one. dropping acid tablets. <laughs> acid yeah. rips. 
Drop Which I thought it was game. beans before. Like I was, I'm, my brain must have gotten overrun well, with Dragon Ball fighters. It's little, yeah, because I say it's little like balls that are the seeds for the. No, he has like an acid he, vial, he, and he just pours. Well, it on no, the he he plants the ball first, and then he dumps like green liquid on yeah, that it's to make weird. it grow. It's so weird. Yeah, it's such a weird maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they, now Nappa is stuck as Cyberman guy because of this. Yeah. I also have to point out that their heads look like cabbages and Nappa is a type of cabbage. Yep, that's, that's why, you know, all adds it's up. Beautiful. And this yeah. Cybermen are fucking weird little guys. <laughs> Thomas little Gremlins. Describe what a Cyberman looks like. <laughs> Alright, well their head looks like a cabbage, that as is, I sort of said, but like a fleshy green cabbage almost. <laughs> like with a single the, their split face, in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. goes from like they eye to these... the back of the head. They have like big green heads. Yeah, they have big green heads. They have creepy old gremlin faces with lots of little sharp teeth elf and ears. red eyes. Yeah, elf ears. They have little clawed hands that just kind of end and just have like three talons instead of fingers. They're like three feet, feet tall. Yeah, their feet kind of look the same. They are all krillin size. <laughs> and and according to Nappa, they are exactly as strong as Raditz. <laughs> Do you think Raditz felt self-conscious about that? Oh, most definitely. Like, he never heard the end of it. Look, Raditz, we can... Gr- look, look, Raditz, these little bean guys are as strong as you. Idiot. Yeah, and Raditz has to just accept that their weird little science experiment could kill him. <laughs> That's why he went off in his own to Earth. To go further in this, Simon had become, like, a Dragon Ball mascot character, I would almost argue. Um, because there's they are oddly popular. They're oddly popular. There are so many variations of them. Like if you play me the in games, the video games there's only. Like silver, I have to point gold, out. In brown. The, yeah, silver, gold, brown, like, cell junior. True Dragon Ball. Yeah, in true continuity in Dragon Ball, there is only the green Cybermen. Yeah, Cybermen <laughs> never come back. So far after this, I'm not going to say never. I am surprised I don't see them when they do flashbacks with the Saiyans. Just because I feel like it's implied that they're like a Saiyan tool. So I don't know if they're just a Nappa thing or if all the Saiyans use Cybermen. Or I would even. You mean I Nappa? Even thought the it would brilliant make sense scientist? For the yeah. I feel like it would have made sense for the Frieza Force to have these, like to break them out as like this is part of their tech, is Cybermen, just so they have growable cannon fodder. Well, who knows? To be fair, the, the Frieza Force soldiers are the growable cannon fodder. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, even more so, where they're like, look, we need just overwhelming numbers. Just absolutely crazy Send numbers. Send in the so Cybermen. Cybermen. Because <laughs> I will say, no, Cybermen I think they're are a, cool. I think they're a Saiyan thing, because that would make the whole one Saiyan, one planet thing make a bit more sense if they also had some Cybermen with them. Yeah, if they could, like, plant some down. But, uh, anyway... Nappa grows them. I love them. They're so <laughs> fucking weird little guys. in a way that I appreciate. And Vegeta, essentially, again, in his cocky tactician way, is like, let's just have him 1v1 them. Let's save our strength. Which, I like the reasoning from Vegeta's side, because he's like, we can get a better feel for how strong they are. I don't think he says it, but it feels implied since they took off the scouter. He's like, we can get a better feel for how strong they are if we watch them fight. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, scouting his opponent. Also, they get to save their own strength by having the Cybermen just get taken down. Because I don't think they think the Cybermen are going to finish them off. No. But I think Vegeta's like, we can have the Cybermen, you know, loosen them up for us. Mm -hmm. Because as we established through Raditz, 
they do not care about honor. They just care about victory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the gang, I appreciate their reasoning for accepting this is because they know they need to buy time for Goku to get there. So they're like, if he wants to toy with us, as much as it might suck, we can play into it. And that way we buy even more time for Goku to get here. Cutting in real quick for just a quick bookkeeping thing. Tien, Yamcha, and Chiaotzu showed up at some point in the intervening minute. I believe they show up after the Cybermen grow. Yeah, the Cybermen grow. They, come they, in, show, yeah, they show up six, after the grow. There's six Saiyans here. They're like, well, you know, these things just kind of showed up. And get the air horns out. It's your boy Yamcha getting a big entrance. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Yamcha gets a huge-ass entrance here. <laughs> it's only... so good. Yeah. But... I, oh God, I did love this. Also, this is Tien and Yamcha's first time meeting Gohan, <laughs> which is funny because they're just like, oh, yeah, you're Goku's son. Shit. Right. You look like him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But then it's fight time. Th this, yeah. But this is when the first fight happens. And, ah, oh God, who fights the first Cyberman? Um, I realized they didn't write Tien, that down. Uh, like, is it, it no, who, is it Tien or am I losing my mind? Uh, I think it's Tien. Tien, yeah. Tien's the go, goes Yamcha first. Goes yeah. Second. yeah, and Tien pretty effectively takes it down. It's not like an immediate bodying, but Tien roughs him up. The Cyberman is still alive, mm -hmm. but it's been pretty effectively beaten up. And Vegeta is like, hey. I told you not to underestimate your opponent and blows it the fuck up. He specifically gives the foreshadow where I told you to not, and I told you to use all like your power or whatever, or hold yeah, nothing back yeah, and yeah. not fail me. Yeah. Which is a good, yeah. Having Vegeta kill one of his teammates now and not give a fuck about it is also <laughs> a good foreshadowing bit for yeah, what's to come. Yeah, multiple foreshadowing moments happen right, right back yeah. to back to back to back right here. <laughs> but in this moment, yeah, it, it's a super... We talked about how, like, Toriyama on his A-game is a fantastically efficient writer. <laughs> yep. This is such a great way to establish so many things about Vegeta that pay off later but are also really good in the moment of setting him up as a threat and as a villain. Mm -hmm. Vegeta is this a is threat. Just, yeah. Because not even thinking about this as foreshadowing, just thinking about this as a beat in the moment, this is fucking cold. Yeah, even yeah, Nappa's shocked. Like, yeah, Nappa's like, hey, yeah. come on. Yeah, which again, <laughs> establishing Nappa's the big muscular dude who you think would be the final boss, and he is terrified of Vegeta. <laughs> He's also like twice his size. Yeah. Which really enforces. Yeah, we haven't described a, a Nappa and Vegeta, have we? No, we like, haven't. Oh yeah, we should maybe do that. Nappa. Oh yeah, Nappa is I think canonically like seven feet tall. He but has definitely to be. looks like he's like seven feet tall, or he's or, taller than or the or at the like high six, end seven. of six feet. Um, yeah, he is just this muscle. He looks like a professional wrestler build, but blown up to an NBA like basketball <laughs> player height. He is massive. He wears just kind of like, he has armor over his chest, shoulders, his wrist, and his feet. But he has like kind of a leot, like a unitard thing on the bottom and is mostly just showing off his muscle. He looks big. He looks mean. He looks brutish. He is bald and has a handlebar mustache. Love it. He is what you would think of, honestly, if you were thinking like big, mean brute mm -hmm. going across the galaxy. Vegeta has a little bit more of a, I, I guess regal is the word that comes to mind because I know he's the. Prince. Oh, I say swimmers build. Uh, of all he's got swimmers build. Yeah, 
But yeah, he's much more like lean build. He is on the shorter side. Oh my he god, he's than... like five foot four. Like the man is yeah. small. Um, <laughs> he is not Tom not Krillin, height. who is like four three, but he is like yeah. five and a half with... feet, just yeah. solid. He's also got giant spiky hair with anime's greatest widow's peak. Yeah, the widow's <laughs> peak display. that defies all logic. Yeah. He wears, like, a blue jumpsuit under his armor, and I can't help but notice that, like, his chest piece and whatnot has more armor plates to it. Oh, does like, it? Like, especially around the notice. hips. He's got, like, three, he's got, like, three plates around the hips. One in front, two on the sides, while Nappa just has, like, two on the sides. Mm. Um, But he doesn't wear, like, armored gloves like Nappa does. He has these, like, white gloves instead mm-hmm. and these, like, white boots. He looks less armored. He looks a little more put together, um, I would say. What we got is a classic and big he, guy, small guy situation here. <laughs> Ever seen a big yeah, guy, small but guy where situation? The, <laughs> yeah, it's classic big guy, small guy. But in this case, the small guy isn't just like a, the brains and manipulator. The small guy could kill the big guy <laughs> with a thought. The small guy is the brains and the muscle of the operation. And the big guy's along for emotional support. The big guy's along because he was there already whenever he was a kid, and also he just doesn't want to have to do everything <laughs> for him, for himself, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, he wants somebody else to be his underling, um, which I love. And this kind of becomes a trait of Toriyama when it comes to villain design, as he's a big less is more kind of guy. Like, a lot of villains start to look sleeker and more, like, hmm streamline for lack of a better word as they get stronger yeah like frieza's final form is his most svelte like i mean his first form is shorter but his final form is a lot simpler just smooth muscle Mm -hmm. while like his second form is fucking towering and his third form is the xenomorph his third form is non-canon yeah Uh, no it's canon is it yeah, DBC really? Kaya Bridge skips Form 3, but Form 3 is canon. Oh. Hell, they even bring it back in Super for, uh, not for Frieza, but for uh, uh, whatever Universe 6 is Frieza. Huh. Ooh, not cool. Whose name I forget. Fuck, what is it? Frost? Frost, it's Frost. Frost. Yeah, it's so lame. Yeah. Huh. Fascinating. Yeah, no, Frost just shows up to get bodied. But yeah, um, so... That's it's a it's already the start of that design, which I think it's interesting. Also, given to me at least in Dragon Ball, as the villains progress, they got bigger and meaner looking. In general, I mean Red Ribbon, they had kind of like mechs and shit that made up the difference for their actual stature. Wait, but are you like, saying Piccolo, Kai would skip third form, like for real? That's what Zach was saying. I'm saying no. I no. Oh, I thought oh. I thought form three was just straight up filler. But no, it's canon. Uh, no. No, yeah, third form is super f- canon. Yeah, Kai, uh, yeah, it shows up in Kai. It's I'm my favorite Frieza now. form. Yeah, it's a good one. It's Xenomorph. Uh, I really, it's so fucking weird. I do have... Yeah, it's really weird and scary <laughs> Hold up, looking. I'm looking at, I will always... I'm looking at the character page I mean, for the Frieza's third form. Techniques, only one. Shockwave from the fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, the third form doesn't last very long. It's a pretty short-lived form in canon, but it is canon. Uh, but yeah, so back to this. I, I just, I do love Dragon Ball. We had the villains looking bigger and scarier every time. And Nappa looks like the progression of that idea. And then you have Vegeta, 
who just really doesn't look the part in some ways, at least of the physically strongest person here. But he is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really appreciate this. It's, as simple as it is, it is effective as a tool to, like, really fuck with people's expectations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now it's Yamcha up against the Cybermen is the second fight here, which... I'm not going to lie, I didn't remember this being much of a fight. Like, in my brain, it was just the Cyberman latched onto him and blew itself up. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that Spoilers. was all that happened. But no, this is actually a good-ass fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that... I do like... Go ahead. ...that when this fight starts, Goku gets, like, a twinge from the Force. Like, oh god, Yamcha's gonna fucking die. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, <laughs> he's right. Mm. Which, again, I don't, I don't think is needed. I just don't... No, it definitely I don't doesn't. either. Yeah, no, I don't think, again, we need I think it that. takes away a little. This bit. is that stuff where like I'm like, Goku doesn't need it. Like we don't need everyone to be like, like, I like the part when they're talking about Goku and Goku sneeze way back on like episode four as like a joke. You know, when someone's mm-hmm. talking about you sneeze. Yeah. But I don't need like every character to be like, what's it called? Like when you're like, you have some psychic power to register the future happening, and you're like, I've got a bad feeling about this. I think. If I wasn't in the Marvel world right now, I'd be more okay with this. But because the Marvel world exists, that's all you fucking hear in the Marvel world is, oh, I don't know about this one, fellas, or I don't think this is looking good. That like hearing it even like a little bit and driving, I'm like, no, get mm-hmm. away from this. I don't like it. I don't want to <laughs> hear like a character go like, I don't know, I don't like this. Um, it's a l- way less worse than that because it's not like in the moment he's always like I just got a bad feeling all of a sudden I think it but, also detracts from the suddenness of the end of this yeah, fight we should probably, ta- your, we should oh, probably yeah, talk about die. the fight a little bit yeah yeah. oh yeah no which I wanted to because I was like the animation of this fight which it opens with a, a fun little bit of like Gohan can't see them because they're moving too fast I really, I really like this moment yeah Piccolo is kind of like you know feel out with your energy because also, I think, establishes in a good way how far we've come in Dragon Ball, where people have to have key control just to, like, see what's happening, just to keep up with people at this point. But it is very good, and a nice little teacher moment with Piccolo again, which I, I just like these moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the actual fight itself is honestly one of the better animated ones we've seen. I almost put it, like... This looks really good. Oh, yeah. It's really frenetic. It's got high energy. It's got some interesting back and forth. It's got... And even has, like, Yamcha end it with a nice use of the Kamehameha. Is this where they the, the uh, Cyberman does the weird head acid water thing? Or is that with Tien? That's with Tien. No, that was in this Okay, one. because this... Oh, because the Cyberman's head opens up and sprays like a jet of water. And it eats it into the ground. A, and a it's great horrifying. Goop. And I love it. That is acid. Yeah. It is Toriyama's love for weird alien designs just randomly come out, appear, exist, and then never come back. <laughs> and, you, and I don't know what the fuck that means ever, but he's going to have a cyborg with a brain and has a brain in a jar for as its head. It's like a visibly exposed and a weird clown man. And that's like freaky <laughs> to me. Like that he's like, yeah, yeah, that's that good shit. And I'm like, <laughs> cell, all the cell stuff is super weird and like bio horror. And then all of Majin Buu is a joke. And it's, like, so strange that he just oscillates very quickly between that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an odd man. Yeah, I, I really like this. This The the Tien fight's a little more boring. It's just kind of, like, showing off the Cybermen a little bit. Mm-hmm. This fight's fun. It's, like, 
All right, they move fast. They're moving at very quick speeds, and Gohan literally can't register what's happening. And Piccolo's like, "We've been over this a few times, but focus. You cannot trust your eyes on this. You got to like feel it pretty much, and then you can see it. And then uh-huh. that gets to happen first. You get like this moment of like you're seeing like nothing, but you're hearing the noise, and then you see like flashes of color representing like green Cybermen, red is. Uh, Yamcha's they fly through the air a little bit, punching at each other, and then it like locks in as Gohan locks into the actual fight, which I think is like a nice touch to be like. As always, I like when they're like establishing they are really fast, they are very strong people. They're eventually going to move away from this mm. as everyone can, as you as like you, it's expected that you understand that they're moving at like supersonic speeds at some mm-hmm. point. But it is nice for oh, them yeah. to be like, just remember this shit's really quick. We are going back over this again, but oh my god, it might look like they're standing there for five minutes at a time. But it's actually like half a fraction of a second. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that they they just establish this up top and then just let the fight happen. And then the fight happens and it's, yeah, great choreography, really interesting finish. And then as Yamcha turns, feeling cocky, gloating almost, falling for the same kind of thing that will eventually undermine everyone here who loses. <laughs> or at least it will undermine like the Vegeta and Nappa's ultimate loss really underestimating his opponent, especially after just seeing that they are willing to, like, kill each other. The Cyberman jumps out of the crater Nappa left, or Yamcha left him in, wraps itself around him, and as I think everyone who's watched Z knows, blows himself up, leaving Yamcha in the now iconic death pose. Bravo. Yeah. You've done it again. I like the raising of the stakes that this represents because Yamcha goes into this fight in Krillin's place because he tells Krillin like, "Hey, I haven't been wished back by the Dragon Balls, so if I die, <laughs> let me scout I can for still you come real back. quick." There's like, I yeah, really like this moment. Yamcha. Is it really like everyone's like, "Oh, dumbass, Yamcha died," which a little bit mm-hmm. of a dumbass mode of just like yeah. overestimating, but that's like the Dragon Ball Z character mode. Yeah. Um, of how yeah. high overestimated. This is the Vegeta technique we will later come to. This, later this universe runs on hubris. Yeah, <laughs> it just does. And um, It really does. The, uh, I like it that Krill, like, Krillin even goes like, Yamcha, were you like, like as he's dying, like, did he, did you do this because you expected something like this to happen? Because this would have caught almost all of them off guard and probably resulted mm-hmm. in a death for any of them. Yeah. It, it almost actually tries to paint Yamcha is a bit smarter than everyone's letting on. Yeah, for a bit a more of like an here. actual, like intentional sacrifice. As like thing. Yamcha probably knows he's the weakest one here. I, I have to admit, I love Yamcha, but he probably knows he's not the, the upper mm. echelon character. He has been beaten down comparatively to everyone else. Um, and I wonder if he's just like, yep, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm probably not going to be the one to. I got. Let's let's just. I'll be the tester here. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. It was really interesting. It was like a really interesting moment that everyone like. I recognize him. Like oh, that's weird. And then Krillin points out like it's like, hey, this. Here's a reason for this. Maybe it was interesting. I mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean Yamcha was the tactician in Dragon Ball. Yeah. Like he was their like guy who thought things through. So it um, it feels like a natural thing for him to be like, hey. I am, I can die here and I, it won't be a huge deal. We can just bring me back. My guess so let is me that, be yeah. the one to show everyone else how strong these things might get. My guess is that he wouldn't be as clowned on as he was by everybody after this is if, if he had like remained relevant at all in the story moving forward. Because oh, this really sure. is this just is the last time. Yamcha this is the death of Yamcha and also the death of Yamcha as a character. Yeah, this is the death of yeah. Yamcha as a character. To to not be mo- mean to Tien, 
moving forward, this is the death of Tien as a character. Um, he gets one small comeuppance in the Cell Saga, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's fine. That's the one last yeah. thing. Um, and this is not the death of Krillin. Krillin hangs around for a bit longer, but like this is the end of the Z Fighters era of Dragon Ball in a real way. And I think Toriyama is saying it by killing them. And we are going to see <laughs> more of them die. As we know how Dragon Ball Z works at this point, you know we we we'll talk about how we've seen it before. Um, guess what? There there's going to be some more problems happening going down the line for the rest of this group. And I wonder if Torm is like saying like this is the end of them, or he thought maybe there'll be more of them later, but just overall can't get there or something. Mm-hmm. Like they have to. Yeah, I don't know. Don't want to, but like this is the end of the Z era. Like these characters from Dragon Ball will just stop mattering. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. That's the fun part of rewatching this. It has been seeing like these characters like have a bit more going on, but for this part, nah, not right now. It is the end of their era. It is the Saiyan era now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey now, Piccolo gets a moment or two. That's true. It's the Saiyan it's... Namekian era now. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting... Death I'm to the Earthling, long like, live the alien. Moro, the Moro arc in the manga gives some of the Z fighters a chance to shine. The tournament of power in the anime gives the Z fighters some chances to shine, except for TN, because Japan hates TN. <laughs> but also, Yamcha reason. doesn't get there. Like, the, the, like yeah, but Yamcha it doesn't, is, well, Yamcha doesn't yeah. get to go to the tournament. TN gets bodied, no matter what version you read or watch. Uh, Moro, Yamcha, and Tien get to actually fight Moro's henchmen and win. Wow. Which is nice. Yeah. I would really like like it if they did a bit more of like, hey, Goku, you fight the big guy. We're going to have our own fight to deal with some other effect that this guy is doing to help you win this fight. I wish they would try to move that around a bit more. Yeah, like what um, it sounds like with a Moro arc. You're saying they do? They do a decent job of it in Moro. Holy shit. It is Dragon it takes Ball forever for us Z to get there. To super manga after the super mo- anime has ended to get to where we're talking about. Because after yeah, after no, this, it is the Krillin. Krillin's are is a long line, but once we get to the end of Frieza, work that's where Krillin stops being relevant. He doesn't end up disappearing. Krillin's always there. He's my best friend. Um, but like the power level, everyone just is so dramatically eclipsed. But it is fucking crazy to think like, hey. Tien and Yamcha are fighting some of Moro's goons who are no doubt as strong as like 17 and 18 at base. Probably. Like you could have had some level of fighting here that works. Because Yamcha's going to get fucking bodied again when he comes back. Like that is the mm-hmm. Yamcha like, arc. He dies again. I mean, <laughs> well, like, it's yeah. early and because I would say, like, like, we don't have a. Uh, I'd say that, like, I was just going to say, sorry, continue. You go. <laughs> I was just going to say, it takes us a while to start to have villains who have, like, quote-unquote armies again. Yeah, that's, that's for like a better way to put it. Yeah, because Dragon Ball Z is, like, a lot of just, like, there's a single big guy and doesn't really have any goons, which really doesn't give the side characters a lot to do. Because the main guy has yeah. got to fight the big guy at the end, and then the side characters just kind of, like, stand around not doing anything. And like mm. I've been, re- and somehow been they still make all? it. Somehow they make the one guy still have the longest arc in all of Dragon Ball. Yes, like it's incredible how much <laughs> they don't understand. Like sometimes when it fucks this part up, um, mm. we will go down later and we will watch the Boo arc and and happiness or depression of <laughs> one of the two. Um, I there are some I will say having watched 
Boo in the Kai like final chapters fairly recently, like within the last two, three years. Um there are still some shining moments. Oh yeah, of course. Boo, but like But it is certainly the worst arc of Z. I'm excited to watch At least it. To I'm me. very excited to get to there. But yeah, it is interesting like the Frieza Force, you could have had way more of everyone be there, but everyone dies in the Saiyan arc, so wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cell, there are android robots. Why doesn't Cell just employ some that are causing some form of mischief or a way to power I mean, they sort of to... do that yeah. with the Cell Juniors, but they show up way too late to do anything. And they body everyone. Yeah, the and they're just too just, strong. They're just so they're just strong as Cell. Um, my father. Um, And you're... It's, yeah, <laughs> it's just like... I feel like there's so much that well, could be you, done to to raise so, these characters up, but they just don't ever try to do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which I'm curious to see how Dragon Ball Super Superhero handles having Gohan and Piccolo, at least as everyone keeps telling us, they're the main characters of this movie. So seeing how they handle that. And I'm hoping if this movie gets love and it is a legitimate like side character story, yeah, they man. see that as an opening to do more with those side yeah, characters. Yeah, like I or, or like the part of me gets like nervous as always is like we are a group of people who want this, but then you look at like, popularity polls and shit, and like people like Goku so, Vegeta, Goku Vegeta at the top, Goku Vegeta, and then the villains, right? It's never like Goku Vegeta and then Krillin and then Tien and then Yamcha. Um, it is Goku Vegeta. And then, like, Frieza. And then, like, Cell. And then, like... And then there's a cliff. And then there's yeah. everybody else. And then there's everyone else, right? Like, no one actually does give a shit about the other characters, so why would we invest time if we're going to make a product out of them? But that is the most terrible way to look at a product you should put out. So, mm-hmm. um, that's how I... You know, I'm not going to, like, get the artist's mind about that. But it is so much fun to be like, here is Yamcha fighting. He does, like, a great move. He gets, gets fucking bodied at the end by the exploding Cybermen. Um, killing him because he wasn't paying attention he's a big dumbass but it is cool to be like okay here you go like here's how like they are getting better they are stronger they could have killed Raditz at this point by themselves if they wanted oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. and they're showing that off I will say and I s- like now they're going to fight a little bit I will say I sort of forgot they do this a little bit when the resurrection F arc because there is like a whole scene of just the Z fighters fighting the Frieza force but I don't know it's all right. Yeah, and I and I think that I think they still could do more. I think Moro does it better, mainly because it's not just faceless henchmen they're fighting, but some like named character lieutenant kind of folks mm-hmm. that they're able to go up against and beat, and which just you know feels more impactful. Yeah. And one of the coolest thing about the Frieza arc, this arc, and then the Raditz part is people who are of lower power level fighting together to defeat someone of higher power level. The reason mm-hmm. the Vegeta fight yeah, is so which, fucking cool coming up is everyone has to work together to fuck up Nappa and Frieza. It is not a one-man yeah, show. Yeah, it's disappointing. No, it's disappointing how good Toriyama is at doing group fights with how little he and actually never does, does them. them. Yeah. 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 Like, the Frieza the fight is so much fun. It's like, he's going up a power level. He's going up a power level. And we're like, okay, we got up our power. We upped our power. Okay, we're, gonna get through, we're trying to get through. And okay, we got through this one. Okay, fuck, we have another one. And, like, them constantly trying to, like, how to get around this, how to delay time becomes, like, this very fun technique that has to happen. And for some reason, he is going to move away from this completely into some yeah. other way of doing it, which works for, like, some of the cell stuff. But for mm-hmm. other stuff, I just think it's, it's just more boring. Oh, I agree. Yeah, but I think 
this shit's cool. It's working right now. This is like all things that are going to back end annoy us. But right now, like, it is cool seeing Yamcha die for the first time. That'd be, and actually now having all this backstory, I'd be like, Yamcha's fucking dead. That's crazy. This is a new tone. This is a new series Mm -hmm. activating, you know? Yamcha was the Mm -hmm. guy for all of episodes of Dragon He has been around. He is fucking dead. He did not stand up to the Cybermen. Now we have to deal with yeah, Nappa are, and Not even Nappa and Vegeta. Yeah, right. Like That shit still works for me. I'm like, that's crazy mm. that they did that. Yeah, and I think it especially helps us. I, I think us coming off of Dragon Ball and now watching Z like adds a lot to that. Even. Yeah, and it also makes me like, respect obviously we know, uh, Yamcha more now to be like, yeah. hey man, he you know did did his shit he like was out here working his ass off and i think people were just like making fun of one like they give a pretty valid reason for why this happened um mm-hmm. and like why I he could, chose to do what yeah. he did i wonder if yamcha was is like clowned on before z hit the west because i could definitely see like if all your only experience with dragon ball z and seeing yamcha instantly eat it would just be like oh the fuck this guy he's a he's a moron and, and like a weakling but with everything like in Dragon Ball before, you have a lot more respect for him. So I'm curious. Yeah, like, people are like, okay, yeah, they're that saving him in the was. Yeah. yeah. Or like, oh, they're saving him in the writing by saying this was maybe a smart move. When like, if you watch Dragon Ball, you're like, that probably was a Yamcha smart move. Yamcha is a smart guy. Mm-hmm. He just is. Yeah, Yamcha. We've established is smart. it as smart multiple times over. Um, so I, I just wonder. It's an interesting little moment. It's like, oh, he gets clowned on now, but before, like. Was he, he always like Yamcha was he always dies the clown? And you yeah. go to day one when the manga it chapter dropped. Was he like clowned on then, or were people like, "Oh, like, wow, damn, Yamcha's dead. Yamcha's fucking dead." And I'm curious when the change happened, if there was one. Yeah. When did the Yamcha clown? I, yeah, begin? I want to know when the fan. And I think I think it's more of at least to me, I see it more as a response to how Yamcha proceeds to never do anything again really i mean also probably that yeah that doesn't help yeah like if yamcha had gone on to later have some importance in the story or just kind of bow out respectfully instead of just getting bodied by the cell or by the androids it's like the next time he's involved in the plot yeah bodied by the androids bulma's dating the guy who killed him yes Body by the androids, and to be more precise, bodied by Dr. Jiro. Yeah. Not even 16, 17, 18. Hey, now, he Jiro gets, was like, the main villain when that happened. He was. <laughs> I think it's going to be really interesting watching Cell, knowing what we know now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. It's all, all the stuff I, I find I find really interesting to be like, oh, we, we really clown on this guy, but like, I really like Yamcha. Like, I'm a big Yamcha <laughs> fan after watching Dragon Ball, that to be like, yeah, all these all these Yamcha haters, fuck y'all. This guy, he didn't deserve this shit. He didn't deserve you. <laughs> He's been here since yeah. day one. He's been out here. He was Gohan's. He was Goku's biggest friend. <laughs> <laughs> y'all fucking shit on him like this. And I start crying. <laughs> but yeah, but that is where this episode ends yeah. with Yamcha's corpse. Yeah, yeah so we, yeah, as we kind of just got into our further discussion. Yeah, well, I, I would like but to point is, out one yeah. thing. After this happens, Nappa is furious that the match ended in a draw. Yes. Yeah, which is a scary response. <laughs> it's like, hey, fuck he's not you. like I, somebody should have won. I don't want to see a draw. He didn't even care that Yamcha died. Yeah. 
And like That's... he shouldn't care that Yamcha died, but it's weird that he doesn't that he didn't care that Yamcha died just like as a matter of the fight, I guess. I'm I I'm phrasing it weird, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Okay. That like an enemy's dead to kill them. Yeah. Or that like the He's yeah, he's more pissed or, that it ended in a draw than that. Oh hey, an enemy fighter's down. That's good, but it's a what the fuck are you doing? You both don't shouldn't die. Yeah, he's just like I train y'all to win, not to get draws. Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah, it's a good uh, moment. I like it when like Krillin is over Yamcha's corpse crying, being like, I know you did this for me because you, I thought that shit was fucked. Oh man, I should I wish you didn't have to fucking die. And then Vegeta's like, let's wait for him to move the trash out of the way. It's like <laughs> incredible. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, let's get this trash out of here. And I'm like, just, Jesus Christ. Just kick him one last yeah, time. Krillin's like, afterlife. I'm gonna fucking and then Krillin starts charging him. He's like, I'm about to fucking go off on everyone here. It's a good moment. I'm really excited to watch the next episode where Krillin proceeds to uh, go yeah. off, apparently. Yeah, I am excited, too. This was really well handled. They do a really good job of just setting up how fucking scary Nappa and Vegeta are right out yeah. the gate. Mm-hmm. And how much of an and asshole they are, too. <laughs> yeah, and how yeah how shitty they are. Not just how scary they are, but also why they need to go yeah, down. I was, look, I was a little on the fence at the them when they blew up that city, but making fun of Yamcha is a bridge too far. Making fun of Yamcha for being dead and then going like, just wait for him to move the trash out of the way. Come on, like, why the fuck are you mourning your friend? He's like, I just love Krillin, like, begins charging and it looks like he's charging the spirit, um... Ball or the spear bomb, called? yeah, spear bomb. bomb. But just how they charge power, the, the beginning Dama, of this as it's called in Japanese. There you go. And he's like, "I'm about to fucking, I'm gonna go off. <laughs> I'm gonna kill all of you." <laughs> um, which I'm very excited. This is one. Uh, as always, Krillin has my favorite moves in Dragon Ball almost consistently. Um, and we're about to, we're not gonna see the. I know, I know how this works in my head. I've planned out how Krillin's moves all go. I believe. <laughs> um, this is not the. I'm throwing my laser disc. <laughs> No, oh, my pizza this cutter. One. This is the bullet barrage. The first yeah, bullet yeah, barrage, yeah. really. No. I'm pretty um, sure he doesn't break out the destructo disc until like halfway through fighting now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is like it takes a while for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and it's mm-hmm. sick. So I'm very excited for. Does he call? Does he call the destructo disc still? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't hope know if he's so. gonna call it the Destructo Disc or the Kienzam in this. Destructo Disc stuff. is such a good bad name. Um, <laughs> I want to like point that out. I know the Kienzan's also a good name, but the Destructo Disc feels like a Krillin name. <laughs> I've just been sitting here wondering if they're gonna call the Spirit Bomb. Well, actually, they already they called call the, the Spirit, Spirit Bomb. Yeah. The Spirit Bomb. Never mind. They did not call it the Genki Dama. Not call which, Genki to be Dama. fair, Spirit Bomb I think sounds better in English than the Genki Dama would. Yes. I I flip flop on Makako Sapo versus spirit, uh, special beam. I cannon. love Destructo Disc. I truly <laughs> love Destructo Disc. I will say, if I'm not mistaken, Makako Sapo more or less translates to Devil Drill Beam. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Devil Drill Beam. Better. Part of he's Which like, I don't know why we don't call it the Devil yeah. Drill Beam. Why don't we call it this? Yeah, part of me is like, they should have just fucking called it that because that sounds sick as shit. Inject yeah, it into my I know, veins. I know Kienzan's like spiral circle cut or something like that, so it just has a, or spirit circle cut. Way worse. You couldn't transfer that over. No, you couldn't translate um, that. Yeah. But Destructo Disc Kienzab is a perfect a encapsulation of the spirit <laughs> circle cut in my mind. <laughs> oh, for sure. 
Kianzom sounds good, though. Yeah. Like, I like the way it mm-hmm. sounds, Yeah, too, the mouthfeel on that word's I good. I do love Destructo Disc. I will always have a soft spot for Destructo Disc. I would be okay disc, with them just they... saying Kianzom once and then just alternating to Kianzom, Destructo Disc. Kian, like, just any, <laughs> uh, like, or, like, Krillin calls it a Destructo Disc. Someone else calls it a Kianzom would be so funny to me. And, like, everyone has no, their own no, name no, no, for no, the, the other, same thing. The other way around. Krillin yeah, calls everyone, it, like, the proper yeah, name. And everybody like, else just, no. oh, yeah, that's the Destructo Disc. No, it's a Kianzom. Yeah, that's what I said, Destructo Disc. Yeah, God, it's it like becomes uh, a boba uh, God, birds of prey <laughs> yeah. when Huntress is trying to get everyone to call her Huntress and yeah, no one will. No one will. That's <laughs> lame. The highlight of that film. It's a pretty good one. Uh, it's a pretty solid it's film. Solid it's film. All right. it's solid. It works. Yeah. Huntress was the standout and I'm sad she wasn't in more of it. <laughs> At least to me. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm not going to get into the fucking DC movie hell. Yeah, we don't I don't want to. No, stop. Let's, let's wrap this yeah. up before we get into that. Um, we're for the next episodes. Right. It's They're fucking good. It turns out Dragon Ball kicks ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, real controversial opinion so far. The Saiyan saga rocks. Yeah, that's really that's really about it. Yeah, it just it fucking rules. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just been all... I mean, we're watching Kai, so it's going to be all killer, no filler. But it's been all it's killer, been a lot no of filler. killer. Yeah, and I've been really impressed. Yeah, I'm like, I get why everyone still loves Z, and I was worried it was going to be a nostalgia thing when I jumped in, but no, this shit rocks. Yeah, and I, we'll I, see how it goes. I can definitely see Kai being the the best version of this because I I believe we would be at. I, I believe we're like on episode. I think we uh, well nine episodes into DBZ, I, Goku just died. Yeah, right. Nine into DBZ, yeah, Goku he, I think died? he dies on episode eight. Something like that. So, so, like, to speak to the difference in pacing. Yeah, we. So I'm saying like, we made the correct decision. Yeah, we made the. Oh, a hundred percent. We we uh, we're good. Yeah, I think we're on like episode 15 is where we ended off on. I think so. So we're on episode mm-hmm. nine. We bit 15 in the previous. Yeah, and after the weird, hard to establish stakes of Yu-Gi-Oh, I think this is <laughs> hitting us even harder. <laughs> Yeah, Damn, and coming I, yeah, off a bad show like to the, a great show. Who knew? Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to actually remember where we are. Because I believe, I believe even bad but entertaining. So I believe, like in the the show, um, they like fight the planes or something and fill it or something. I don't remember exactly. Really? Yeah, I believe like Vegeta and Nappa fight the Air Force. But I might be crazy. That might just be the Rock the Dragon intro I'm thinking of. <laughs> Do not know. My brain well, is. I'll just say there is world. still like a whole thing where a bunch of like news helicopters show up and then Napa blows. Yeah, I got them a question. Like, yeah, Where did that news crew come from? They just were there. Great question. No answer. Yeah, they just show there's up. There's just like a TV crew on a mountain. I'm like, where did these guys come from? I do love you. Yeah, the TV crew appears and it is filming and people are watching. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure this is because that's how Bulma and them see what's going on. Yes, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, they, Bulma and the like it's so unimportant. Roshi we just all forgot. Them are watching, <laughs> and they see Yamcha fucking die. Yeah, they see Yamcha fucking die. They don't cut back to Bulma saying, "Oh my god, Yamcha," or do they? I don't remember that. Uh, she cries, they but do they don't. Briefly. But like after they're done at Kame House, they are done at Kame House. They don't go back to it. Yeah, she moved on. <laughs> She oh, sold her new now. She, she like, sold the oh, short no, king. What ha- oh, hey, who's, who's that, that guy? <laughs> who's that short king? <laughs> all right, but thanks everybody for listening. Five and a half feet of all man. God damn it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.